What's up, everyone? I'm Katherine Rudder, and you're listening to or watching Life in the Fast Chain. I am joined by Todd McDonald, co-founder and CPO of R3, and I'm with... <laughs> Hello, Katherine. I was so close to making the Star Wars so joke, not, even though I said I wasn't really, going to. You didn't really make it through without saying the joke. That's I, all right. I, once it's in, the he- it's in my head, I can't. So any Star Wars fans can probably figure out what the joke was, but I won't say it. Um, and then we're with George Calais. This is not your first time joining the podcast, but this is your first mini-sode. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you, and hello. <laughs> okay, guys. So first, before we jump into everything... Todd, I had you on for our first mini-sode. Um, since then, a lot of time has passed. How have you been doing been, uh, being quarantined? Uh, I think we've been doing okay, generally. Uh, although, I think at lunchtime just before this, my wife has finally had enough of me and the children. So, she's just going to go driving somewhere tomorrow to give herself a bit of a break. Um, but we've been doing okay. Uh, I think that the weather turning around has been helpful. Yeah. And we've also uh, turned to our friend Amazon and we have... We have a backyard inflatable hot tub. That's the big, the biggest change for me personally since the last Minnesota has been the addition of the hot tub. Have you been in it? Is it how does it function? I have been in it uh, uh, twice. Once okay. before we figured out how to actually run it and operate it so it wouldn't turn green. <laughs> so then two weeks later, I've been in it a second time. So so far so good. Okay, that's good. Is it a hit with the kids? It's a very very big hit with the kids. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like they're styling and profiling in that in that thing. Wow. Okay. That's a good purchase. Okay. George, how have you been doing? I know we didn't catch up uh, earlier, but, but we've been quarantining for quite some time. How have you adjusted? Yes, we have. Um, you know, things are kind of the same as they were a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, you know, I'm back in Philadelphia in the suburbs, which, uh, is honestly a pretty nice place to be. Uh, I feel pretty lucky. I'm with my family, uh, for better, for worse. And uh, able to go on walks, um, you know, have home-cooked meals, stuff like that. So it hasn't been too bad. Um, And, yeah, you know, it's nice to be able to work digitally from home. Uh, Yes. Yes, we're very lucky. We're very lucky we can do so. And now I see, like, podcasts popping up left and right. I'm like, (laughs) okay, I started it. Now, um, have you made any interesting Amazon purchases like Todd has? I haven't. Um, oh, actually, nice. I take that back. Okay. I um, my mom made me do a little shopping for her, so okay. uh, I've purchased curry powder, almonds, <laughs> um, a new HDMI cord. So it's a very George. We were we were asking set. for for interesting purchases. Yeah, I don't exactly. Know if heard the question. Uh, curry that's powder. why I prefaced with no. <laughs> I've made some weird purchases. Um, I purchased boxing gloves, but I don't have anything to hit. So that's kind of a useless purchase, but I've purchased (laughs) some weird things. Definitely. Oh, actually, that's what I meant. I purchased a um, mini fridge, but it's not for food. It's for like (laughs) products. I'm talking to the wrong people. (laughs) It's for like lotions and creams and stuff. So it's like cool when it goes on your face. Really? I kind of picture, George, that you have a mini fridge in in your house where you're yeah we're no not for, for products but just for like just for food a lot of like a sandwich maker i'm, I'm picturing like a dorm room vibe yeah. Yeah. yeah left that in new york so maybe i'll um, have to go back and get it 
Totally. Okay. So let's jump into it because CBDCs have been a hot topic for a little while, um, but things are obviously changing. Everything's so much more digital. But before we jump into uh, just general vibes um, and what people are looking into in the CBDC world, George, you just put out this white paper. Tell me a little bit about it. Yep. Um, so yeah, the, the white paper is called uh, Central Bank Digital Currency and Innovation and Payments. I'm sure you'll be linking to it below. Um, really, the idea behind it was, um, you know, at R3, but also kind of just in the broader space, uh, there's been a lot of really interesting work around wholesale CBDC uh, over the past couple of years, um, you know, which is central bank digital currency that, um, you know, financial institutions would have and be able to transact with each other. Um, but more recently, there's been a lot of interest around kind of bringing this to the retail level um, and having a CBDC that kind of the general public or businesses that don't really have access to central bank accounts could use. Um, and so the idea of the paper was to look at kind of what we've learned from a lot of the uh, stuff going on at the wholesale level uh, but also just to kind of take a look at um, some of the research and some of the early projects going on at the retail level. Uh, and what was really interesting about the paper and something I kind of learned as we were writing and researching it uh, was that from a technology perspective, uh, there were a lot more parallels and similarities uh, than I think we really expected. Um, and I think a lot of people were talking about retail and wholesale as if they were two completely different things. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, our colleague Dan Eden has been doing a lot of work on the reference architecture around that. And so we found some uh, kind of really interesting primitives for kind of how to build a token-based CBDC on uh, blockchain. So that was a really interesting finding and, and also just kind of good to contribute to some of the really kind of uh, newer thinking around how this is actually going to roll out uh, with, you know, you got the central banks, uh, commercial banks, other mm -hmm. kind of payment infrastructure providers. Uh, so it was interesting to kind of look at it through that lens as well. Yeah, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interest in it and a lot of places picked it up too. I saw um, Coindesk and Cointelegraph, my <laughs> dog wants to be a part of the podcast. He's very interested <laughs> in, in the reference architecture. <laughs> He's like, I have something to say. George is missing <laughs> these few points. Um, but yeah, it was picked up uh, all over the place. So congrats. I know you did, you put a lot of uh, effort into that that piece. Yeah, no, it was exciting to see that. Um, and I think it's just kind of a testament to the fact that the space in general is really picking up and there's a ton of interest around this, uh, not just around what we're doing, but kind of the market in general. Yeah, Todd, can you speak to that? Yeah, so, you know, one of the prompts for us to to get uh, to get a paper out there, um, I think George described it well. It's sort of I, I always looked at it as as serving two aims. One was we get we actually I remember a customer maybe three months ago saying to me, you know, you guys at R three have done so much over the last few years around uh, central bank digital currency. You know, mm -hmm. number one, it'd be great to have one place to kind of take a look at where all that is, and number two, it'd be great to tell the world a little bit more about what has been done. Yeah, and I think it's more and more important as you know, as this topic has kind of blown up over the last twelve months or so, uh, to to really look back to 2016 when we started uh, research and and work on this. 
put that all into one place. A lot of that is on the wholesale side. So they're sort of the high end, high value side. And then the second part of the paper is a little bit more forward looking. And obviously there's a lot of interest on what people are calling retail central bank digital currency, somewhat spurred by, by Libra last year, but I think more so pulled along by the interest from central banks now. Um, and I think what, what was, as George mentioned, what was illuminating is like, is I think, you know, having the definition of the two of them as separate is potentially not that helpful because where we're seeing a lot of this interest is, is sort of if you take one step, one, one rung below sort of really high value interbank payments with wholesale central bank digital currency, mm-hmm. um, the, the use cases and applications are quite similar. At the very, very high end, um, this is work that's going on somewhat like, say, you know, market infrastructure um, evolution and in either in the market infrastructure is sort of figure out new ways to settle amongst uh, financial institutions or things like utility settlement coin and some other aspects. But if you look one rung below that all the way down to, say, you know, paying for coffee with Venmo, um, digital payments, digital settlements, I think can potentially be widely addressed if you look at some of the models that, that George and Dan and others have put forward in the paper, uh, which people are calling retail, but it's more like general purpose digital currency. Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, you pull together all the stuff that's been happening in the last few months. You know, what's obviously has resonated with all of us is that there are so many businesses out there that are going through a very tough time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's they're trying to, in effect, figure out ways to get more cash on their balance sheet, get more financing in the short term, or whether governments are trying to reach out to help them, there's a lot of tools that I th- we all feel if they were in place today, you know, power through a digital currency could really help that market segment. So it's not necessarily wholesale the top end or, you know, settling your poker bets on Venmo. It's, it's sort of, it's, it's about, these are about small businesses, single sort of single proprietor businesses, but all the way up to multi-million dollar revenue companies uh, that can mm-hmm. really take advantage of this uh, technology innovation. Yeah, that's a good point with uh, the different organizations that can uh, kind of, what's the word? Not highlight. Um, What's the word? Not. Uh, Can I buy a vowel? What? Uh, I'm trying <laughs> to help. Is that English? <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. But regardless, so, so my point is that uh, recently our CEO, David E. Rutter, put out a piece um, talking about um, governments and, and how for, he specifically used the Trump administration um, and how they could kind of, uh, this is a perfect example of a crisis like this and they're pushing out checks um, why they should be using a digital currency, which I thought was a really interesting article because you guys are totally in the weeds on this stuff. I'm not. So it was a really cool um, (laughs) example of how this stuff could be used in a way I didn't think of um, before. Do you have any other examples like that to help me learn more? Well, just kind of on that piece itself, uh, what I thought was really interesting about it was, um, like, as you said, yeah, there's the case for a digital currency. Uh, and, and we're kind of seeing that more and more now, um, mm-hmm. not just kind of in that argument, but, you know, members of Congress are bringing it up. Um, it's kind of all over the news. Um, but also, you know, with kind of the programmable money side of that argument, which was, you know, we can direct money uh, for very specific and targeted yeah. uses. Uh, that gets really into uh, the value prop of, of what blockchain can do with yeah. digital money, um, and, and you know it's it's kind of um, a, a layered argument, but it's it's really interesting when you kind of combine those two elements. 
Very interesting. I think uh, obviously the value of, yeah, okay, so we're giving you money. Now let's make sure you're actually using it for what (laughs) we want you to like, not George's like keggers with his friends uh, during quarantine. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So we recently, to tie all this in together, um, because obviously there's interest about um, in CBDCs for the past uh, few months and it's rapidly, it just keeps on growing. I feel like it's a snowball effect. So we announced a CBDC working group recently. Can you guys talk about that? Sure. Um, well, I think a lot of the impetus for kind of why we were doing it, uh, Todd kind of hit on really well with, you know, this is something that so many different uh, types of organizations are looking into. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have some of those kind of high value banks who are really curious about how this is going to work. Uh, a lot of retail payment companies are looking at this from the standpoint of, you know, how are we going to better facilitate the applications uh, we currently run and are yeah. looking at CBDC as something kind of on the back end that can really help them uh, that they can kind of use for their clients. Uh, central banks are obviously pivotal because they're kind of governing and defining the rules uh, and the boundaries of this space. Um, But also we've seen so much interest um, and a lot of helpful research and initial work uh, from organizations like the BIS and the IMF um, who are really Mm -hmm. helping central banks define what this is going to look like and providing a little bit more clarity to the market. And so the idea with the working group is, um, you know, it it seems like we, we say this a lot with blockchain, but it's about kind of aligning parties towards a future they all kind of want, but they might have different um, views on how to get there and, mm-hmm. um, or you know, may have aligned incentives, but not perfectly aligned. Um, and, and kind of the idea with the working group is to work through some of those problems because there's a really good high level understanding of CBDC now, um, but we're sort of at the stage where we need to get a little bit deeper into this. Um, you know, at the technology level, at the policy level, and also at the business level. So we're really trying to dive into all those questions with the working group. Yeah. So who can join the working group? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's right now we've kind of opened up um, the discussion to um, a lot of central banks, commercial banks, uh, some of the kind of regulator um, bodies, Um, But kind of in the coming weeks, we're going to be opening up more broadly participation uh, to some other types of institutions. So that's great. So it's not just central banks. It's not. No, it's not just central banks. I think uh, that was really well said, George, by the way. It was a good job. Um, The (laughs) (laughs) that was good. Uh, The 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 power is going to come if we get as many sort of as many different segments together on the same mental model or consistent mm-hmm. mental model, right? Like we've seen this yeah. before. We, if you look back at the beginning of R3, one of the first things we started was this architecture working group. So yeah. that was, there was this word blockchain and no one really knew what it meant. And so we kind of pulled it all the way back and said, built it back up again. It's just like, this is a sort of a, a mental model for what, what do we, what problem we're trying to solve. And from that, you know, we, we designed and built Corda. And, and I think also the industry in general just had a better understanding uh, you know, we did this again. We had a, our digital asset working group, and it was similar. It's like, what is an? Is this all just these ICO scam tokens, or is there something that's real going to come out of this? Can we come up, up with a common understanding and definition of maybe a security token or digital securities? And now, with 
with central bank digital currency, this working group is it's at a really good time because we've had so much inbound interest on it. Um, and I think as George said, that, that we're starting to see this alignment of uh, definitions and envision. And so if there's a way we can help convene folks together and continue that, that'd be great. And then the last piece would be, which is really, really important. This is not just about central banks. This is yeah. we've been very, very consistent. Yeah. This is going to be uh, an innovation that happens with a public-private partnership. So mm -hmm. we have spent a lot of time with central banks over the last five years or so on lots of different levels, especially on this topic. So we're really keen to bring them into a conversation with commercial banks, but not just banks themselves. There are payment providers, uh, you know, those that operate and run payment rails and, and credit card rails that are extremely mm -hmm. interested in what role they can play to not just... Uh, help with sort of the definition of these digital currencies, but to help them be useful to to people and businesses, yep. right? Um, and so we're going to cast the net fairly wide because it's going to take different, you know, there's going to be different uh, market segments that are that are keen to get involved, and we want to bring them together um, and move this conversation ahead. But I want to turn around back to back to George. Like, what is what is to you? What is the call to action for the for the for the organizations joining this? Like, what are they what do you think that they will either get out of this at the end of, of, you know, phase one of this working group? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I think there are two sides to it. It's what do you expect to get out, but also what do you expect to put in? Um, and, you know, what's going to drive success um, is going to be companies uh, and, you know, regulators, like anyone who's joining, is, is going to really need to be um, honest and clear about kind of how they have approached this and their work to date, uh, but also kind of the parameters under which they're considering this. So uh, thinking about, um, you know, why they may want this, why their customers may want this, what they see the risks being, um, because what I see as a successful outcome is having a set of requirements defined um, or kind of arrived at um, that, you know, people like us who build technology, um, companies like, you know, payment network operators uh, who are building that infrastructure uh, can go and build things with a shared understanding um, of kind of how the market is arriving at solutions. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I think there'll also be additional benefits of that, of, you know, having some high value research that comes out of it, uh, which people who aren't just limited to the working group uh, will be able to see and kind of map their journey back to. Um, and then, you know, of course, we have some really interesting initiatives in 2021, kind of around, you know, payments more broadly uh, that, you know, work like this. And whenever you can get people in a room to really collaborate, uh, it, it always makes follow-on experience is just that much richer. Cool. And we and we have a few pretty killer uh, speakers lined up for the first couple sessions as well. So, Ooh. Um, yeah. TBA. Yeah. Yes, TV. <laughs> well, TBA. TBA announced. TBA. Announced. TBA, announced. TBA. Yeah. <laughs> um, Got this, my acronyms wrong. <laughs> this reminds me that, I mean, R3 kind of, uh, we've always been a big working group kind of company, if you think about it, we had, okay, so AWG, DLG, uh, DAWG. The dog. Uh, the dog. Um, 
CBDCWG. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna do? Yeah, we need a cooler, cooler yeah. acronym set. Yeah. You need some vowels. We need some. We need to buy a vowel. vowel. That's what I said before. To buy, I can Maybe it's yeah. my my accent on the vowel. Oh, that's what you said before. Buy a vowel. Yes. Oh, it sounded like buy a vowel. And so I was like that. Yeah. <laughs> we do need i i, I am a, i i'm the only thing i'm worried about is that it's just not as cool of an acronym as the dog so well the George, dog was good it's tough to live up to so if it's anyone true. has any uh recommendations tweet at m c d t v at the very least we do have it does start with cbd uh, oh, so- true. And then just make a little C at the end. <laughs> so everyone's super interested right away. And they're like, yeah, man, it's about payments. <laughs> um, but yes, we do. We're a big working group uh, company. And those working groups have been very successful in the past. So I'm sure, and I hope you guys um, uh, have great success with this. I'm sure you will, just considering the buzz around uh this yes. Generally, I, I'd like to call you know to to reiterate one of the things George said. It's like uh, ask not what the working group can do for you, but what you do <laughs> the working group. So, it is one of the things we found before is that these are not light lifts, or they can be if, but if they are light lift, then they're kind of shit. Really. They're not, yeah. yeah, sorry, they're not very good. Yeah. So, uh, we are we are putting a lot of effort behind this. We want to make this very valuable, but we have always found that it is it's down it is down to the participants um, because. I wouldn't say we, we actually, as we've gotten more gray hairs in this, in, in this journey, uh, we kind of use the working group thing a little bit more sparingly because uh-huh. yeah. we, I think lots of folks have joined up for talk shops um, or things that, you know, you're trying to fill the time when you get together. Mm-hmm. And so we want, we've been, we've actually picked our spots pretty carefully over the last few years. Yeah. Um, and I think for this, that's why we're so excited for the central bank uh, digital currency one, because there is so much to delve into. But I think there's going to be a, uh, uh, there's going to be uh, some direct output from this as well. Um, so this yeah. is not just about getting together and, and sharing ideas, but there's going to be some direct outputs um, because at the same time, you know, we and others that are going to be joining have a lot going on. You know, we're actively working with with uh, the Rick's Bank with Accenture, and there's lots of other projects going on um, in this space. So it's not just talking; it's also doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it'll be a lot on top of the uh, 8 million other jobs that everyone <laughs> at this company has. Yeah. No no pressure, George, yeah. but, but, but lots of pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really cool um, new initiative that I just learned about very recently. So it's very exciting. Um, so I'm happy that I have both of you on to, to talk about it. I'll make sure to link all of this information is so if, if people want to join, how do they kind of make that first uh, step? Yeah. So there's uh, just a simple website uh, that we've got up now uh, that kind of just gives some basic details. Um, but one feature of it that I actually really like is we list out some of the potential topics uh, that we're going to cover. Um, and going back on the, the theme of what can you do for the working group, uh, we're, we're putting it on them uh, or you guys to select things you actually want to dive into. Um, oh, cool. So I'm sure I'll, I'll send you the link to that. Yeah, I'll put it in the uh, link of, or the bio of this episode. You can tell we're recording on a Friday because my brain doesn't <laughs> work. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, there's so much 
I mean, for me to learn just generally, but for, I feel like it's going to be a big discovery. So that is amazing. Um, before we wrap up, do you guys have any like, like fun facts about yourself that you'd want to talk about? Um, like I can start, um, I was in a baby commercial when I was little cast as a boy because I thought it was more appropriate. George, do you have like any kind of fun facts for us? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, hmm, let me think. Um, I've got, uh, let's see, I guess my fun fact would be that, um, I am a, or was a nationally ranked long snapper. (laughs) The real crowd pleaser with these two. With this crowd. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Everyone else listening is going to be like, what are they? (laughs) Well, well, for people who are international, so explain what a long snapper is. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) Catherine, I mean, you can demonstrate. (laughs) <laughs> I can't I'm wearing sweatpants <laughs> <laughs> um so it's a position in American football uh that hikes the ball to the uh kicker or the punter mm-hmm. uh so it's about throwing a football um very precisely back 15 yards through your legs uh, and, and through through your legs yeah that's that's the key part so I okay. So Catherine, can you promise me that George's long snapper recruitment video will be in the show notes? Can we do that? Can George, do you mind? Not at all. Okay. Yes, I promise that I, mean, it will I, go I in put the it show on notes. YouTube, so you know, I can only blame myself. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite fun fact about anyone. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, thank you for that, George. Well, Todd, do you have a fun fact? You <laughs> no way. I'm definitely not following that. It's, we, we already flew too close to the sun with the long snapper fun facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was worried that that was going to fail, but I'm very happy it did not. Okay. Um, thank you both for joining, joining me today. I've learned a lot from the white paper and I'm sure um, the working group is going to be an amazing resource for, for those involved who want to contribute and listen. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, hope you guys are happy and healthy and staying sane. Hot tub time. See ya. (laughs) Nice. See ya. (laughs)